Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. An original guest back like long, long time ago, Nick Folker joins us today. Uh, he's back in the flesh finally. Um, Nick, and I'll link all, the, all his original details in the, in the notes, but he's a performance coach with over a decade of Olympic and Div- Division I training experience. He's also the co-founder of Bridge Athletic. And again, that, that's part of our very first podcast. So I'll link all that in the show notes, but you can learn more at bridgeathletic.com. He's the current VP of innovation for Fizmodo, which basically, um, I'm not going to do it very much justice. That's what he's here for, but it delivers a personalized biometric screening, uh, which we'll learn more about that now. So Nick, thanks for jumping on, man. I appreciate it. Eric, great to be back. And um, thanks for finding me. Uh, I kind of <laughs> fell off the radar for a bit and uh, you brought me back. So um, absolute pleasure to be back and thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. So so let's just let's talk about it, man. What what have you been up to? What's going on? What uh, I mean, you, you've got a lot of stuff going on. You literally just walked out of a meeting, so um, <laughs> I, I'm glad I, I snagged you. But tell us a little bit about uh, about what Fizmodo is, and we can kind of go from there. Um, so to move back, you know, take a couple of steps back. I moved out to the Dallas uh, Fort Worth area in. Um, or to Texas in September, ended up in Dallas, Fort Worth a little bit after that. Um, got connected with this great company, Fizmodo. Um, and, you know, it's it's great to be back with a very small team. Uh, it's a team of, you know, six, seven um, great individuals, uh, some, some awesome advisors and people that are helping. Um, and the premise is, is to do something, you know, if you go and, buy a certified car or you're looking at something, you get that 20 point check or what, you know, whatever it is. So it's looking at getting eyes on individuals and, um, you know, doing it objectively because you're using a camera um, and it's scalable and you can do it in 30 seconds. And that's the key. Um, you know, it's, it's, we've been asked if it's a replacement for FMS, you know, everyone knows that um, we definitely not trying to replace it. We are just trying to do something, um, that is objective and it can take 30 seconds. And the, the great thing too is it's senseless and you don't need to be certified or have a certified trainer. It takes you through check marks. You get four checks. You then, you know, um, get a three second countdown. You do your three overhead squats. You're not holding anything and you get your, um, your, uh, scores in, in real time. So let's scale back even further. Um, your, your background is is in performance coaching right sure. so high level athletes so you get to see how these people move which if you're already dealing with high level athletes i mean they're already very refined um you know you see they probably do like the same kind of repetitive movements all the time where it's just clockwork right um so when you are looking at athletes like those versus like the general public what is something take take fismo 
Fizmodo out of it. What are some of the things that you use, some of my coaching cues or techniques that you use that would have benefit those, um, those athletes? You know, the, the great thing with the athletes I've, I've had is they, they're great at the sport they do, but, you know, because a lot of it was uh, swimming and water polo, you now put them on land. It's a whole, whole different beast. So it was, it was actually, um, it was refreshing to get them into the weight room because a lot of them hadn't done any um, dry land or movement on, you know, on land. So it was almost getting a fresh slate. It was it, the getting them, you know, at the, at the collegiate level, um, we could, if you can say impose uh, impose our philosophy and our coaching on them versus inheriting an athlete you know in football you get um in college you're going to get a kid who's been lifting since they were 14 or 16 you know it's usually a parent or an uncle or a brother that knows more than everyone else and has taught them you know bad movement patterns and now you've got to teach an old dog new tricks um so you know in in terms of helping getting back to it it's just we used to pick two or three things we're going to work on that day. And that's, that's, that's what we had to make sure that we got done. You know, the human brain doesn't really remember more than three things. Um, you know, if you yeah. watch, tell me about it. <laughs> I struggle <laughs> with one. I've got to write things down. That's why wherever I go, I got my notepad, but you know, you look at these coaches during a timeout, they'll go in and not to stray, but they'll go into timeout and they're giving the, the kids 10, 15 things to do. And they're screaming, you know, all these different, you know, instructions and commands. It's like, Give them three things. They, you know, the heart rate's racing. They're not going to forget any, any, you know, they're not going to forget those three things. So we, we, we try to keep it simple um, and then explain why we were doing it. You know, it's, it's the, the younger athletes now. And, you know, um, I was very, as you're saying, I was very fortunate to work with high level athletes, but my passion is youth sports. I really love working with younger athletes to help them just because I never had that, that, um, that coaching and, um, and I, my parents couldn't afford the, um, extracurricular, you know, the, the extra coaching and all the camps and all that stuff. So I love trying to give back to that because I never had it. Um, but you know, getting back to the, the older athletes, like, yes, they were great, but it, it was just like, give them three things, keep it really simple and just, re, you know, make it repetitive so that they can, you know, it's Monday. We're going to work on this Wednesday, that Friday, that Let's come back to the next week. How do we do with Monday's three cues? Um, if if everyone's hitting it, then let's move on. But it's it's just you know keep it simple. You know we we've we've become so and it's ironic to say this because the last two companies have been at are both software. But right. we've become so tech reliant that we actually forgotten how to coach. And the human touch is it's it's amazing. It's it's so necessary. Um, you know I just walked past. We're in a share workspace and I walked past the a girl, a young girl, um, she's here for reading, um, coaching and she's reading a book. And I, I said to one of the guys that got out of the meeting, when last did you see a, tw- a 10 year old reading a book? It's pretty Never. cool. Never. Um, yeah, that's rare. You know, and it's just, I know that's, it's random, but it's like, you know, getting back to the, the coaching is these, these tools like, you know, Fizmodo and stuff are awesome because they give us, you know, the camera can tell us things that, the human eye can't pick up, but what do we do with that? It's that's where the human element comes in. And that's what our challenge is, is to take this and make it actionable. And, you know, sort of the uh, Silicon Valley word is chewable. It's like, that's cool. But like coaches don't understand this. What one number or two numbers can we give them to say, yeah, they're ready to go. And you know, that 
to, and I apologize, I'm off on a, a rant, but um, the FISMOTO is a screen, but it's more than that because it now becomes a readiness score. So how ready are you to take on today's um, stresses, the coaching, all that kind of stuff? What did you do over the weekend that's affecting your your movement score? What did you do? You know, did you go and, um, you know, lift a bunch of stuff overhead? You know, so now we can get eyes on what they did in the last 24, 48 hours or last week and adjust our training accordingly. But that human elements, and I think I said this in our original podcast, it's so important. And, you know, I, I keep stressing them. People say to me, what do you do? It's like, keep that relationship, keep that, that, that human touch. That's a good point. So I, I want to paint a picture for people um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm a terrible painter, but you have no idea. <laughs> you're standing in front of this device, right? Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to visualize it for people. So when I see this thing, I all, the first thing that popped in my head was almost like a, a red box, like a DVD dispenser. <laughs> only, only smaller, yeah. Right. No, you're right. Smaller. Yeah. So yeah. You st you're standing in front of this machine that's capturing you performing a movement. Let's say an overhead squat, for instance, with nothing in your hands. And whether you're an athlete or not, um, just a squat alone is a very basic baseline movement. So you go through this motion, you come back out of the motion. What happens next? What does that machine capture? So right now, the, one of the keys is, and, and this is important to understand, is there's no video no, and no uh, pictures being taken, which is okay. very important for our pro athletes um, just because of everything is involved with, you know, their representation and also for the youth sports. Um, you know, the, the other key thing is there's no human touch, uh, which is kind of important in youth sports now. Um, and so that does, that, those are, those are pretty key. Um, once you've, once you've done your three overhead squats, you stand still and you can actually see this little whirly thing. It's one of our logos going on above you because that's how it locates you and it calculates your scores. You then, if you're a first time user, you'll work up, you'll walk up to the, what we call a kiosk and it, it has a touchscreen monitor and you'll input your email because that's how it identifies you. Okay. Um, and then the second time. So once you've, once you've done the email, you will be sent a QR code. So now you download the, the, the app with the QR code. So the next time you do it, you just pull up the QR code, put it in front of the um, camera on the screen, and it, it pulls it to you. So there's no, you know, the, the user interaction is very, uh, it's very user-friendly. That's um, great. Yeah, so it's, you know, and the other thing too is we, we, we are coming out with a, a new kiosk that's a little smaller and sleeker. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be, pretty user-friendly from a, a team or coach's side, but also from the, the athlete. And it's, I mean, this is, this is being used across pro sports, college, uh, youth, um, physical therapy, chiropractor, uh, military, special ops. I mean, it's, it's in every single vertical, if you want to say that. So one thing that I really like about this, and I think sometimes when you talk to strength coaches, personal trainers, uh, people in, in our, on our side of the industry, like the, the coaching aspect of it, that quote unquote human touch. Yeah. When you start talking about implementing more technology into it, I, I feel like people get so scared because they're like, well, it's just, it's taking our job. Why would you want that? It's taking <laughs> our job. But if you think, when you think about something like what Fizzmoto's done, which I, I really like is 
it's so okay there's two pieces to it when i'm showing someone how to do a body weight squat sure. they are 100% relying on me to make sure 3 months from now they're progressing yeah right and it's my eye i mean you know obviously they're going to start to understand <laughs> you know the mechanics of the ankle here's the foot placement here's how my back yeah. should feel they can understand all that but i'm going to adjust as i see necessary especially if they're under load um, anyway so what, what, I, what I think about this is when you have something that you can hand a person and it takes almost the, takes the pressure off of you a little bit as the coach, yeah. as the instructor and says, look, here are three movements, X, Y, and Z. Here are your scoring patterns. We get to work on these. That still puts me in the picture. Yeah. You know, they still need you to help them through that. And if you have another tool on your side to say, let's go check and see where you stand now. And if you're doing your job right, it almost holds you at a higher standard. When you're doing your job right, um, they should have a better outcome. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. If you, and, and you know, for coaches that really get this and trainers and sports medicine, this is a huge um, tool in your toolkit. Um, you know, in the, in the fitness space, uh, we have a uh, partnership with TRX, which has been amazing. Um, and, you know, the cool thing there is, it'll, let's say you go into a gym and they have one of our, our kiosks and they're, they're a number around. Um, you can do this while your trainer is working with someone else. So you're, while your trainer is finishing up, you can go into, you know, um, name, I don't want to name any, any um, gym in case, I, you know, I'd say the wrong one or one, you know, a different chain gets upset about it. But you go into a, a large chain and, and one of our kiosks is there. You do your screen 30 seconds, you get your score, you're looking, okay, cool. While my trainer is finishing up, I'm not going to go bug them and say, what do I need to do today? We push one exercise so this, you get your five scores after the, after the screen. Um, you get a composite score, which is out of 100, and then you get four body domain scores, so uh, mobility, activation, posture, symmetry. And out of each of those four body domains, we will give you an exercise to work on one of what we call a joint indicator. So it might be my right shoulder because mine's all jacked from swimming. So I'll go and work on those and we'll send you a video to look at. It's 20, 30 seconds, got voiceover. So you can do that and it'll take two minutes or five minutes at a, you know, if you want to walk around and get some water while your train is finishing up. So then they can look at your results and go, okay, cool, you've done that. Um, we're ready to go on the workout. So it's actually helping them and it's helping you be more engaged. You know, and let's say collegiate setting or pro setting, instead of, you know, your guys or girls coming in and just sitting on a foam roller, um, you know, you right. do a screen and go, you know what, um, symmetry is off on your left knee. What do we need to do to make that, you know, go from a red, a red indicator to a left or mobility is off because you did a huge field day yesterday. Um, you know, your depth is a bit off, big squat day, whatever it is. How do we need to prep? So you're not just throwing stuff against the wall you know, when they come into the weight room and everyone sits around and talks and foam rolls or get, you know, uses a baseball or does some bands, it's actually targeting what you need to do to get you ready for the workout. That's awesome. And there's, yeah, and again, it, it takes some of the workload off um, and gives, it gives the person some ownership too and some direction, which I like. So yep. yeah, that's huge. <laughs> I, I like to, when I set people up, when I start doing, um, like mobility drills and things with people at the very beginning of the workout. And they started thinking, man, I'm gonna have to do this every time I come in. I'm like, yes, yes, you are. We'll change it up occasionally, 
but you don't need to come in and wait for me to guide you through these. You know, these are very basic sure. movements. You can do this. So, so that, like you said, it's a tool in the toolbox. Um, one thing that you and I talked about a few weeks ago was the, the scope of where, where this could land. And you had brought up the importance of showing this to, um, to, to children, not even in sports, which I thought was a really unique idea. So give us a little framework around that. Well, I think everyone's very aware of the amount of time, like especially kids are either spending, you know, trying to improve their GPA or just literally on the couch playing games. Um, you know, in terms of getting them moving, you know, you can create a, a wellness, if you want to call it that, um, for lack of a better word, a wellness um, score or, um, you know, progression and actually help them with, you know, going, you know what, um, we can get you moving and then take this into PE courses or, you know, extracurricular and say, you know what, every day in, in school, um, let's, your class comes in, does a screen and, you know, we're going to start with, I don't know, not to make it militaristic, but five squats or, you know, a lunge or something. And so you can actually start showing them that, you know, with exercise, there are different things they can do. Um, and just, you know, some of them might have their postures off because they're just sitting playing games all day or there's, you know, their, their hips are, you know, their hips have got red indicators because they're just sitting on the couch all day. So you're looking, I mean, the impact this can have down the road from, because we don't know where this is going with the amount of time that people sit playing games inside yeah. in dark rooms. You know, what's the, what's the medical and the healthcare industry going to be in 10, 15, 20 years? We can get eyes on that now to try and help with those costs. I mean, this, is, this has huge implications down the road. Yeah. And I, I wanted to point out something that you and I just discussed. I, I, I spoke to um, my friend, Ben, who's also been on the podcast and, and we started discussing more and more about this. And he, the more we talked about it, the more excited he got because as a, as a physical education teacher, he, you know, in the past 15 years, we've seen so many phys ed programs get cut from schools. Yep. Right. Which I don't, I can't sit here with hard stats and say that's why we have, you know, an, um, an overweight children epidemic going on, but it's certainly not helping because yeah. if you're removing those programs before, before children get to the school and if they don't even know what physical activity is, you're already doing them a disservice. So they're not learning it in a, in a, in a school environment. They're not getting that activity in the school environment. So they're going home, probably not doing it. And I'm being very general about it, but sure. the, the, the point is when he started talking about this, I'm sure for a phys ed teacher, he has to sell his job probably every week, if not every day. And, and if you're, if you're probably lucky if he has somebody there who understands how important it is. If you're, if you're not so fortunate to have someone there who understands how important it is, you know, in, um, in the upper echelon of the academic setting <laughs> have had, you can have this as a tool, again, a tool in your toolbox, but you have hard evidence to say, we took these children from point A to point Z and here's how we did it. And here are the hard numbers. Here's, yeah. There's the data. Yeah. So, so data, and I think data is, is something that's missing in that, in that form of, in that curriculum and, and Ben agreed and, um, he, I mean, obviously he was super excited about it and you, you guys are linking up. I know that. And I think the, like you said, the more data that we have now, 
who knows what's going to happen to healthcare, but we see a big, lots of big changes now. Um, and the people coming up who are going to be using it, hopefully not as much, but if they are, if they don't have reference points to start from, and if there's one thing that we can all take, take control of is, is our mental and our physical well-being. Definitely, I mean, oh, definitely, our physical well-being. Yeah. definitely our physical well-being. Like, you know, the, the mental aspect might be one thing, but um, so when things like these come out, yes, we can say, well, you know, if you're talking about physical education, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't we take all of the, the mechanics out of it? Shouldn't we take all the technology out of it? But if we have awesome resources like this, that is, that is basically telling you, here's the standard. You're either above, below, right in the middle. You're right where you should be. Go out and fix it. Go out and adjust it. And here's how. That's exactly why wouldn't we use it? You know, and that's that's one of the big things is we, you know, we we're not we're not giving anyone a, a program or a philosophy. We're giving you the diagnostic or you know the assessment of what's going on and saying, here you go. Um, you know, you wrote, you guys you guys come up with a program, or whatever. We're not going to you know push our philosophy or methodology on you, which yeah. a lot of programs are doing. You know, if you want to start a new PE program or a strength and conditioning. It's like, this is, these are our suggestions on how to do it. We say, no, this is what we're seeing wrong. And you know, how about going this way? Um, but it just, it does, it gives PE teachers and sports medicine and coaches and you know, everyone, a, a starting point of this is where you are. And this is what you did over the last six months or a year. And this is where you are now. Yeah. That's awesome. So what, uh, what are your expectations for, you, you, you mentioned healthcare and the first one thing that popped in my mind was uh, physical therapy. Do you guys, are you working with any physical therapists? Is that even, yeah, the I mean, I this is the area. This is huge for physiotherapy because you can, you can look, especially for someone on post-surgery or, or a return to play. I mean, even if it's just regular post-surgery is instead of, <laughs> instead of getting the piece of paper with 10 stick figures on saying, do these, exactly. you know, three times 10, you know, we can, we can say, okay, you know, or having to put you on expensive Cybex machines and going, you know, this is where we think you are. It's like, okay, let's do, you know, when you get to a certain point, let's do your overhead squat. It, it doesn't have to be that deep. You just do it to where you're comfortable and we will give you feedback and we can open up the actual, we're getting 30 frames a second. So we can actually open up the joint angle that you're at and show you that, you know, you were at 165 degrees last week, this week, you're 160, then 155, then 140, you know, or the other way around, whichever way um, you're looking at going, or you know what? Um, you've just had ACL surgery and your symmetry between right and left knee is way off. So what are we going to work on? Is there a lot of scar tissue? Were you overloading? Were you compensating on the one side? How do we get that back? It's not just, Again, throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping it sticks. Right. Yeah. That, so one thing that popped in my head, talking about uh, physical therapies, I, I, because I, I'm dealing with somebody who's fresh out of her fourth hip replacement surgery. Oof. Yeah. So she has a degenerative disease. So um, it, it attacks her joints and she's dealing okay. with it all over the place. So, you know, she, tr she tries, we try some things and I'm with her an hour and a half. No. Two hours cool. a week, two hours okay. a week. And she's with the PT for an hour a week. So she brings me the PT things. I get to see them. I'm like, look, you have to do these things on your own. You know, so you're like, you're, you're more or less like you're, you're pleading with the person to take some ownership of those stick figures exactly. and just saying, just saying, Hey, please do these on your own. You come down here. We need to take what, what those things on the paper 
what they're doing to the muscle groups, we need to put them into action down here. And it's hard for, it's hard because the person's still in pain. They're still uncomfortable. You know, they hate doing those motions. Yeah. You know, when they come down to the gym, they, they might, she might be, you know, fresh off of a, a nine hour work day. She's already frustrated. You know, yeah. she doesn't want to be there. She skipped her exercises because she was up early. And then she comes down and sees somebody like me where it's like, okay, let's try to get the best out of, out of you. We possibly, we possibly can. So, you know, it's, it's resources like that to where we can always point back to and say, I know you're frustrated and I know it's been a long road because it has been months and months and months of this. And here's where you started and here's where you are now because she yeah. can still sit, you know, yeah. she can still sit down and stand up. Um, but when I have her do 10 of those in um, 10 body weight squats or, or, you know, just standing up from, from a bench in the gym and she's still hurting, it's hard yeah. for me to say, but, but you couldn't do five of those six week, six weeks ago. Yeah. And you know, yeah. again, I hate getting so, back to the data, but if you can just go back and say, pull up the score and say, look, this is where you were and look at, you had a red indicator here and yeah, now it's big. yellow. You know, it's, it's, we, we're getting the improvement. Yes, it's going to be a bit sore, but we're actually, we're getting some improvement, being able to bring them back and show that and almost gamify it saying, Hey, let's see where you are today. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, I've, you're you know, I'm, I mess around with it. I'll, I'll, I'm trying to work out every morning now. And so I'll, I'll, even if it's half an hour, I'll get something in and then look at, I mean, my mobility score has improved dramatically just by doing 30 minutes in the morning when I wasn't doing anything and yeah. I'll come in, I'll, you know, we have a system here and I'll, I'll do one and then I'll sit all day and I'll do it again at the, at the end of the day. I'm like, Hey, wow, my, you know, my scores change a bit. What do I need to do if I'm going to work out tonight or if I'm traveling, how has travel affected me? I mean, now we're getting into some really actionable stuff of teams That's that right. are traveling cross country or businessmen and women that are traveling a lot. Travel affects you more than you think. Yes, it is, you know, all the, the stuff we know from jet lag, but from a mobility standpoint, how jacked up am I from, you know, the travel and what do I need? And the, the next thing is what do I need to do? to get me back to where I was. And that's the key is it's, it's not just building on those, um, you know, just putting sort of as uh, North Thornton would say, with the, he was the head coach at Cal when, when I first started. He's like, you're not painting over a rusted fence. You actually, and that's what happens. You travel, then you, you're like, oh, I need to work out and I need to do something. But maybe you don't need to do that kind of a workout. Maybe it's not as much lower body. Let's do some, you know, bike or mobility on lower body and, two or three days in, let's get back to it because your scores improved. It's just giving you this, this set of eyes that you just didn't have before. The good thing, and another good thing is if you, if people look forward to something like that, I would like to think, I like to think a hundred percent, but, but a better reality is nine. I'd like to have 90% of the people that come train with me. They enjoy coming in yeah. and seeing me. <laughs> I don't know how much that's true, which is fine. But, um, but if you, but if you enjoy that, the, the good thing about it is what, whatever the number is, whatever the score is that you get the feedback that you get, it's not necessarily negative. It just, no, is, it's not. it is what it is. And, and those kind of things you can improve on. Now, if you come see me, uh, and you know, for instance, if you're going through physical therapy or you ask me, how can I have my low back start hurting, stop hurting? And if I, if I, if I say, okay, look, I want you to, ha I want you to do, Twice a day, you're going to do a set of, uh, you know, 20 cat cows. You're going to do child's poses and uh, prone cobra. 
right? Yeah. Twice a day. And you come in and see me a couple of days later. I'm like, hey, did you get those in? Not hard exercises. I'm being friendly. I just want to know. And you're like, oh, damn. No, I didn't. And it's like, okay, so we have to, we have to start with another baseline. How do we, you know, how do we actively get, to, get that person into, into yeah. figuring out how to do that? So whatever, the, my point is you go down and, you, and you, you're using this device it it doesn't care whether or not you practice or not. It just is what it is. <laughs> and then it, and it's, yeah. still, and it's still up to you to get better. So, um, you know, and, that, and that's the thing is, you know, I won't use any specific names, but you do it, you do an assessment or a movement assessment. There's human error involved. So if I'm a young coach or I'm just starting off somewhere, or I've got a new client, I want to show them in six months that I've done something and I've shown some improvement. So, you know what, I'm going to score them a little worse than they actually are. And so in six months, I'm going to, you know, I can show them some, there's a lot of human error involved and a lot of manipulation. There is no manipulation. The camera doesn't care who you are or what time of day it is. It is what it is. That's right. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm thinking about all the people that I know who travel and man, I see a lot of people who travel and they get back and they're like, Oh man, I've been, I've been, and I've said this a lot on the podcast. I know people who listen to fitness podcasts probably hear all the time, but you know, we get up in the morning from laying down, which sleep is great. You need it. But then we get up, we sit in a chair to have breakfast. We sit in our car to get to work. Most people sit at a desk for eight to 10 hours a day, get back into your car, back home to sit and have dinner. And then you're back in bed. So, you know, beating the piss out of yourself in the gym every single day because you think you've been inactive isn't always the way to go. And that's, that's just to cycle back to something you said earlier. And, and I'm glad you said it because it's, it's hard to get people to realize that, you know, and then the more beat up you become because of traveling or because of just having an everyday life. Um, it doesn't mean you need to do more. You just need to do what's right. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, and unfortunately I'm not uh, 21 anymore. So, you know, the, the little bit of time that I have, in the day to work out, I want to make sure it's right. And I want to do the right thing because I can't rebound like I used to. I can't go and do, you know, five sets of five deadlifts. And you know what, if it's the wrong thing for me today, you know what, tomorrow, two days, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I just, (laughs) I'm, I'm broken for a week. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that I want to make sure that time that I spend there is right. And it's what my body needs. And I mean, this is, I mean, it's, it's quantifying movement and, you know, the sort of, um, hashtag we have is quantified readiness how ready are you to take on today i'm going to try to write that down quantify readiness that's a lot of dead air here so i'll I'll figure i'll I'll pencil that in later (laughs) uh, well cool nick i'm I'm glad we got to do this i'm glad to catch you up and it sounds like you're on just some really awesome stuff so if people have any more questions comments concerns what's what's the best way to reach you and uh, share your social media and all that um, I mean, best way directly is email. It's um, either nick at fismoto.com or info at fismoto.com. Those, those will both come to me. Um, you know, we're on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, we need, you know, it's like I said, small company, so we need to, we need to add a little bit on there. But um, those are going to be ramping up uh, pretty soon. Awesome. Awesome. Nick, well, I appreciate it, man. And I know, uh, I know you've got some more stuff to do, so thanks for hopping on. And, and if people do have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say it for you, especially if you're in like that education field, I know he'd love to talk to you. So, uh, please do so. And Nick, we'll talk to you very soon, man. I appreciate it. 
Awesome. Thanks, Erica. Really appreciate the time. And thanks to everyone for uh, listening. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor. <laughs>